Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, March 23rd, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Timonini. I'm on my own today because James spent Andrew Lloyd Webber and Stephen Sondheim's birthday getting wasted away again in Margaritaville last night. We're coming to you a little bit later because after visiting Bikini Bottom, I attended what might have been the longest edition in Broadway Sessions' 10-year history on record. So this will be a shorter, quick, and dirty episode, but next week I think we'll discuss some of the details of my trip that I'm halfway through right now. So thank you again to everybody who's been following along on Twitter and Instagram. I've loved getting your comments about everything that I've seen and done and sharing some of my thoughts about things. Um, So far I've seen five shows at a concert. But I'm getting started now to hit the marathon stretch because between now and when I leave on early Tuesday morning, I'm still seeing eight shows in two concerts. So check out uh, everything that I'm doing at BWWMATT on Twitter and Instagram for all my goings on. Okay, on to the news. Last night, the stage adaptation of Disney's blockbuster animated musical Frozen officially opened on Broadway. This stage version reunites the film's writing team of Jennifer Lee, book, and Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez, score. Starring Casey Levy and our friend Patty Murin as royal sisters Queen Elsa and Princess Anna, the cast also includes Jelani Allen, John Riddle, Greg Hildreth, Robert Creighton, and more. Directed by Michael Grandage, the show is playing the St. James Theater and very likely will be there for many years to come. However, it likely won't be because of the reviews that it received last night. Starting first with Jesse Green of the New York Times, he wrote, quote, Forget girl power, sisterly love, and a high-belt clarion call of let it go. Anxiety over the handling of a precious gift is the theme that comes through loudest and frozen. The sometimes rousing, often dull, alternately dopey and anguished Disney musical that opened on Broadway on Thursday. The precious gift is not... I hasten to add, the freeze ray of Queen Elsa, which threatens her kingdom without any corresponding benefits, nor is it the warm-heartedness of her sister Anna, which puts her in constant risk of unelective cryogenesis. No, the precious gift causing so much anxiety at the St. James Theater is the 2013 blockbuster film from which the stage musical has been adapted. After all, $1.3 billion in box office is a lot of ice. Green continues, quote, The problem has nothing to do with the performances, which are never less than professional, if seldom much more than that. As Elsa Casey Levy booms out her numbers with astonishing aplomb, her let it go really is sensational. And as Anna, Patty Muren makes a charming madcap. Both find what nuances they can in characters very narrowly drawn to type. It's therefore a huge relief and feels fully genuine when they get to share a fleeting smile or giggle. But... These two elements of Frozen, the somber and the silly, are not blending visually, musically, or emotionally. Alexis Solosky, writing for The Guardian, said, quote, Broadway's Frozen is a good show, with its music, its dance, its flurry of likable leads, and snowball after snowball of sun and lumiere, some of it newfangled, some of it stretching back to 19th century melodrama. It offers most of the pleasures that we count on Broadway musicals to provide. But, even with the the addition of a dozen new songs by the composers Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez, an enhanced book by Jennifer Lee, and the interventions of director Michael Grandage and scenic and costume designer Christopher Oram, it rarely feels like more than the movie, and sometimes it feels like less. Diane Snyder for The Telegraph said, quote, They play it safe. While the film was Disney's non-traditional take on the time-honored princess tale, with spirited sisters finding their their way back to each other instead of marrying handsome princes, This is not a daring reinvention of the material, but a repackaging of the film for the stage. It's the surest way to please the movie's faithful fans. 
Although darker than its predecessor in tone and design, this new Frozen is brisk and entertaining for most of its two hours and 20 minutes with the same characters that won the hearts of filmgoers brought to three-dimensional life. Finally, Adam Feldman of Time Out New York gave the show three out of five stars, writing, quote, It would be one thing if Frozen's stiffness were in the service of a deeper take on the material, but its already shaky plot seems even less secure, too thin a rope to support the musical's dutiful climb of the narrative, narrative mountain. While the best songs from the movie, including Love's an Open Door, an ebullient duet for Anna and her dashing suitor Hans, still pop, the new ones are less strong. Aside from an incongruous but zippy comic number at a sauna, they feel like heavy filler, especially in the busy and slushy finale. We will have a full roundup of the reviews in the show notes at broadwayradio.com if you would like to read more. I will be seeing the show on Saturday, so I'm sure we will discuss it next week. Looking at some show and casting news, on Thursday, Broadway Records announced that they will be releasing the cast album for the 2018 Broadway revival of My Fair Lady, and it will be coming out on June 8th of this year. The album is currently available for pre-order at Broadway Records, Amazon, and at the Vivian Beaumont Theater, where the show is playing ahead of an April 19th opening. The album will feature the show's stars Lauren Ambrose, Harry Hayden Patton, Norbert Leo Butts, Jordan Danica, and more. Along with Broadway radio friend Carrie, I happened to see the show earlier this week, and while I won't be discussing it on the podcast because it was just a weekend of previews and I feel comfortable with that, if you do have questions, I'm totally comfortable with discussing them on social media. Yeah. I don't get it either, but it's just where I'm drawing the line. Anyway, so if you have any questions about the show, feel free to let me know. I have plenty of thoughts. All right, also in this section, yesterday, producer Hal Luftig announced that the Broadway revival of Children of a Lesser God would attempt to be the most accessible play in Broadway history with three ways that audiences can enjoy an enhanced appreciation for the show. First, at every performance, the production will feature super titles, where the play's text has been incorporated into the show's scenic design. Additionally, every performance will feature closed captioning uh, available through the Gallopro app, which is available on Apple and Android devices. And finally, at select performances, American Sign Language interpreters will be present. For dates or to buy tickets to these select performances, visit the show's website. Of course, this makes perfect sense as Children of a Lesser God tells the story of hearing and non-hearing people who work at a school for the deaf. It stars Joshua Don't Call Me Pacey Jackson and Lord Ridloff and is currently in previews at Studio 54. Yesterday, Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted that he and Ben Platt would be performing their Hamel Drop mashup, Found Tonight, this Saturday at March for Our Lives in Washington, D.C., the rally organized in the wake of the senseless school shooting in Florida last month. If you would like more information on the rally, visit MarchForOurLives.com. Of course, any purchase that you make for Found Tonight via iTunes or Amazon or wherever you can download music will include a portion of the profits being donated to the cause. And finally, I'm going to leave you with a recommendation. This comes from the New York Times, and I really like what they're doing with things like this. This is a kind of a combination article, video that comes to you from Michael Paulson, Alicia DeSantis, Emily Ryan, and May Ryan. It is a look of just what goes on at the New 42 Street Studios, which is basically where every show uh, rehearses. It has great video behind the scenes, and they it's really interesting. They have little paragraphs about each little section you see in uh, the video. Everything they have backstage, 
behind the scene video of Frozen, of rehearsals for different productions of Hamilton, uh, Escape to Margaritaville, and so much more. It had some cool information, like there's apparently a a turntable in one of the studios specifically because Hamilton is always rehearsing new people and new companies. Um, so just a really cool video to kind of see some behind the scenes stuff that we don't normally see uh, in, in Broadway because it's hidden during rehearsals and they don't want us to see that stuff because we aren't paying for it. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And as I said earlier, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMATT. I have lots of stuff going on here over this weekend. So you might want to check that out. I'm using the stories on Instagram. I don't know why I do that. Anyway, James, Natalie, and I will be back on Monday to tell you everything that's going on with the rest of the week. So until then, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. 